welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media. We have a full house today. We have two of the group of five guys. We got Jeff Murphy. We got Matt Sprouse here. Guys, welcome to the show. Um, nice to have some group of five representation on the Get Back Coach for once. So no we're question. happy to have thanks you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, we got to um, represent the group of five. Have to. You have to. You know, when you're watching college sports, or most uh, specifically college football, and it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's when college football is can be at its best because you have all those niche uh, colleges in random areas of the country going against each other. It's it's fantastic. Fun belt, maction. You can't beat it. Tuesday night maction. You got, you know, 3,500 people screaming at the top of their lungs and it's 25 degrees. Pounding the rock, man. Hard nose. Blue collar football, man. That's what we that's what we all grew up yep. thinking, you know. That's real college football right there. Yeah, and for the degenerate gamblers like myself, you gotta find something to bet on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. We can't just right. save it all for the weekend. <laughs> exactly. I mean, listen, if it's like Toledo and Akron, it doesn't matter if those games are in September. They always look cold. Yeah. They always look freezing. Um, but no, it's great. And then you get into like the Sunbelt on third or Wednesday and Thursday night. And those are some really good matchups. We'll talk about them later, but you got coastal, you got, you know, Georgia Southern, um, app app state, you know, you got James Madison's coming in. So, I mean, that's a conference that's really, I think grown in the last, like, 10 years to be like a, a true power in the group of five. Yeah. Sunbelt's probably of all the group of five conferences, they, they probably made it out of this first couple rounds of realignment and mm-hmm. about the only ones that got better and yeah. got stronger and, and look stable uh, compared mm-hmm. to the other ones. I think mountain West, I think a lot of those guys are worried um, or, you know, their fans are worried that maybe a Boise state or a San Diego state gets poached by the pac 12 and then, mm-hmm. The Mac, you know, the Mac's been strong. The Mac is really regional, uh, too. But mm-hmm. Conference USA seems like it's uh, it's a little bit lost right now. It's kind of kind of ticking. Uh, the the time the yeah. clock is ticking yeah. on Conference mm-hmm. USA. Yeah, and I think another good ones though. Another indicator though, like did you just did you see like the media days, like the difference between Conference USA and the Sun Belt, and just the disparity yeah. between the two. I mean, it's really. Like Jay said, it's like the time is ticking on the on Conference USA, where it's just going to get torn apart, you know, with all this conference realignment. But we will we will see. Um, but yeah. how I want to know how did the group of five guys like how did you guys come together? Because you, I've seen you guys over the summer at like a couple different um, couple different campuses. You guys are traveling on the road. So like, how did you guys come together? Yeah, man. So uh, it's all five of us went to and graduated from Middle Tennessee. So we four of the five of us played there. So we're legit. We're in this thing, man. We we are the ones that were coming out of the tunnel on a Thursday night thinking we got a huge conference game. And there's, you know, not a great support uh, in the stadium. And we just kind of grew frustrated with it. And then uh, myself and Jesse Grisham, the swag bear, if you watch the show or listen to, you know, get on Twitter, we were having a beer watching like a Thursday or Friday night game on his porch one night. 
I was like, man, you know, you know, all your all your great ideas come when you're when you've been drinking. But oh, I, I was like, man, I think that there's a market for like just all in hundred percent group of five, like tailgate game day, like a college game day type thing, strictly group of five. And then like the next day, you, you know, he, he created the Twitter. We started tweeting. I mean, this was like, this was two, probably two and a half years ago, the season right before the COVID season. And then, so we went to like two games that year, uh, just like, you know, let's see what happens. Let's try to go and get some pictures and stuff. And then, of course, the following year was COVID, so we didn't really go anywhere. Um, so last year was really the first year we got to catch some games. And I think between the five of us, we probably hit eight or nine games. Um, wow. And then this spring and summer, I mean, we've been hitting. We've been trying to, you know, go to every campus we can. We all live in the southeast. We all work full time. We all got wives or significant others me and jeff um and tyler we all got kids so it's not like we're just like you know go wherever we want whenever we want i mean mm -hmm. we just try to we just try to make it work if we're making a a work trip or a family vacation and there's a group of five school within two hours we're rolling we're going yep. in and, and we try to get the tour we try to highlight campus facilities the players anything we can do to give these guys the support that we did not get when we were playing that's that's the goal yeah and you know I, I don't know how long how long ago you guys played but i do f feel like there is more of a respect with the group of five now just because their games are there's more of their games are on tv now than ever before i mean i i remember back in like the 2000s you probably get a game on thursday and probably get a game on friday and like that was about it now you literally have games on Tuesday, Wednesday as well, and sometimes multiple games on those days. So I just think the group of five has really come a long way, especially like we were saying before, like the Sun Belt and um, the Mac both having their special days during the week where they have games. I, I think I think it's come a long way for the better. It's definitely it's definitely make a huge push, and I think the all the streaming platforms have definitely mm -hmm. given it, you know, more more eyes and more views just because of ESPN Plus and mm -hmm. I mean, you can pretty much now if you have ESPN Plus you can watch any mm -hmm. game you mm -hmm. know division 1 football game and a lot of division 2 games now so it's definitely given it a better platform and it's just allowed people to see like this is really good football mm -hmm. like yeah. it's not just about Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson like those are those are fine I'm not saying it's not not good football but I mean to me you know the group of 5 is really it's really what like kind of old style college football really used to be mm -hmm. with all this NIL and everything that's going on. Everything's kind of moving in a different direction. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, your group of five is still kind of kind of the old school stuff to me. Well, and, and, and me and Jake talk about this all the time, but college football was at its best when it was more of a regional sport. And with yep. the Mac and the Sun Belt, you still and the Mountain West, you still get that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. the Americans a little more spread out. Conference USA uh, is a little more spread out just by nature of having UTEP in there, but yeah, uh, it, it's regional rivalries are what drive college football to me and mm -hmm. Sunbelt and, and Mac and, and Mountain West all kind of drive that point home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think people are tired of, I mean, you know, everybody wants to watch good football. So if, if Alabama's the best team, it's great football. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't enjoy watching them play for the national championship, but, I think people are every tired year. of 
<laughs> yeah, well, and people are tired of the media coverage. And I, I mean, even if you're a you know so-called middle of the road Power Five fan, like if you're you know the Wake Forest who actually had a good year last year, they're still not getting they, like they had a great year last year, and they're still not getting the preseason hype that Texas no. is getting or USC yeah. is getting, who haven't been relevant in in decades. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think people are like, I, I'm. It's like a it's like a rebellion <laughs> against mm-hmm. the the national media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and America you, you just get, loves football in general. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You get some of those bigger programs. Like, I mean, how, how many years did we hear about? Well, Tennessee is finally going to be back. You know, Texas is finally going to be back. And by Every the end year, of the I year, think. and and by the end of the year, they're you know six and six. Right. You know, seven and five. Um, now, I, I think Tennessee is actually going to be. I think this is the year that they're going to kind of oh. break through and get te- nine or ten wins. Okay. And, and Jake and, hates Tennessee, so that's and hard I hate for Tennessee. him to say. Uh, <laughs> we we yeah. all hate Tennessee. We absolutely yeah. hate Tennessee. I, so. I hate Tennessee with a burning passion, but I got to <laughs> give them some credit. I think they have enough pieces there. But actually, that's that's another good question. So how did so if you, got, you guys went to Middle Tennessee, did you guys feel like you were – kind of disrespected in that fact because everyone was talking about the volunteers yeah 100 percent. well well you'd be walking around i mean middle tennessee when we were there had we have 26 or twenty-seven thousand students it's a huge university it's the biggest in-state school and yet you're walking around campus and there's more people wearing you know sorbet orange around Mm -hmm. campus than than blue and you go to the local sports bar and yeah there's a big middle tennessee mural on the wall but the big screen's got the Tennessee game on, yeah. you know, and, and it's just, that, that was the main thing. It just grew frustrating for us. It's like, look, man, you go to school at middle Tennessee for whatever reason you either, you know, couldn't afford Tennessee. You couldn't get in. They didn't have your program, but dude, this is the school that's going to set you right. up for the rest of your life. Right. So ride with them. I, and mm-hmm. I just, it, it is like, I don't get it. it. It really is like something's missing in my head to understand it. And, and I get like being a fan of a school and attending another school, but I felt like once you once you get on campus, that has to be your main priority. And I mean, I don't want to tell people how to live their life, but <laughs> it's just something about it rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> it's got to be number one. I mean, yeah. everybody grew up a fan of somebody, and exactly. then you know, I'm not afraid to admit it. I tell these guys all the time. I grew up in South Florida. I was a Miami Hurricane fan, diehard. Mm-hmm. Went yeah. to the games, like everything, but then. I didn't go there. So who cares? They did nothing for me in my life at all. <laughs> so, you know. So yeah, I grew up an OU fan, but ended up playing at Texas A&M. So I, I still kind of root for OU being in the Big yeah. 12. But it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different when they get into SEC ball. Yeah, conference rivals now. Do you know who's having that same problem? Louisiana Lafayette with LSU. Because, like, you, and, and you know what? Louisiana Lafayette is a very good football program. They've had some good teams over the last couple of years and they're having a hard time selling out their stadium because on Saturday, everyone's going to Baton Rouge. Yep. You know, and, and so, I mean, Louisiana tech and the, uh, the sunny Dykes years had a, had a similar issue. I mean, you had some really good teams uh, when Quentin Patton was there, I think 2012 uh, was a really good Louisiana tech squad. And it's, it's the same thing that that state just lives and breathes LSU football. And it's, it's hard to convince anybody to to root for somebody else. And it's such it takes such a long term strategy if yep. when you're trying to build that fan base and take away some of that. And it's not quick, but 
a lot of people are like, oh, like, why aren't people going to the games? It's like, like you said, like, if you look at the longevity of the football program mm-hmm. at LSU and Louisiana Lafayette, like, LSU's been around so much longer and has such a bigger, you know, bigger name and a bigger dynamic. It's like, it's going to take a good 10, 15, 28 years where you can get those students that stay in the area that come back, that want to be invested, that went there as a student. Like it's Mm -hmm. not just this easy, quick fix. And when you have, you know, constant head coaching changes and athletic director changes and this and that, like every time the strategy changes. So now you're almost kind of starting, starting back from square one. And I will say that one, one school that I think has done a fantastic job of, uh, uh, being one of the lesser-known schools in state, and and obviously they're moving to the Big Twelve now, so that changes the dynamic a little bit. But Central Florida has done a fantastic oh, job yeah. of just yeah. getting getting that support on the level of those schools. And part of that is Central Florida's like a I think like fifty, sixty thousand yeah, it's massive uh, yeah. campus. But uh, obviously they've they've done a fantastic job. Well, with, well you know they getting do... support on par with some of the bigger schools. UCF does such a good job at promoting themselves. Like a lot of the thing too, I think that hurts the group of five schools is they try to be like these traditional, whatever, you know, you try to do things the traditional way, but look like you're not going to, if you're middle Tennessee and you know, however many people live in the state of C state of Tennessee grew up, Tennessee volunteer fans, they know freaking Rocky top by heart that everything they do is so, so don't try to go and do the same thing as them and just change it. So UCF social media is awesome. They promote the heck out of themselves. Every I think they were the first ones that did the freaking Twitter handles on the back of their jerseys yeah. in the spring game. They got they change up the uniforms. They do things cool. They, they I mean the the stadium rocks. Yeah, I, I mean absolutely the bounce house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so they do. And then and then of course they took advantage and had obviously winning is number one. Yeah. And, and but then. You know what they 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 did they were controversial. They were claiming a national championship. We love it or hate it. It had people talking about them. Mm-hmm. It had recruits wanting to go be a part of it. So mm-hmm. you know, there was that. Um, the one thing that was different though with Central Florida, and again, winning winning really helps this. But they had the chip on their shoulder of we are the best team in Florida. Yep. You know, and whereas you know if. You know, Louisiana Lafayette is really good. It doesn't matter. People are still going to LSU games, even though they attend ULL. Whereas Central Florida fans were going to Central Florida games, you know. And And one thing I do wonder about that is uh, with Florida being a kind of a a, a fractioned, uh, a fractional like state where you have Florida State, Florida and Miami. I wonder if it's easier uh, for like a group of five team to kind of come up since there's some some division among the state anyway, whereas with a place like Louisiana, I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty one, one, one one school state. Yeah. 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 I would say too having, you know, Orlando is like such a massive area. Like Florida Mm -hmm. is just so like denser in population in those Mm -hmm. specific areas, as opposed to like, there's tons of people in Louisiana, but like what's the next biggest like city other than like New Orleans and, Baton Rouge. Yeah, like. it's it's. I mean, Lafayette may be the next biggest. Uh, yeah, uh, you got yeah, Lafayette, yeah. Shreveport, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, Alexandria, yeah. I think. But well, yeah. yeah, UCF is like it's like the perfect storm too. I mean, and they're battling dude Orlando. There's so much to do. Like they they battle everything that you know is a challenge for a lot of group of five schools. Orlando's mm-hmm. got obviously a ton to do. It's a commuter school, you know, kind of. But I think they took advantage of 
you know, the years that UCF was really good, maybe Florida had just fallen off a little bit, and then Miami hasn't been good for a long time. Florida State had just come off, you know, some national cha- or a national championship or whatever, but they took advantage of the quote big three being down. They were good and they promoted the hell out of themselves while it was happening. And I mean, it was it was perfect for them. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so now we are going to get into some favorites and dark horses. So we're going to go around the group of five. Uh, Matt, since you are the guest. Where do you want to start first? Where I mean, wh- wherever you want to do. Let's start with Conference USA. That's the home. We're, we're, that's the home conference. Conference USA. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So Matt, s- start us off. So favorite, maybe a dark horse for Conference USA. Uh. Well, the two favorites. I think the consensus is UTSA and UAB. Mm-hmm. Um. But on our Conference USA preview show, I am predicting UAB versus. North Texas for the conference Ooh, championship wow. game. North Texas. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually have them as my dark horse. So, yeah. Sorry to steal it for you. They won their last five <laughs> games last year. Yeah. So they were Latrell. They were about to fire Latrell. Then they rattle off five, five wins in a row coming into this season. I mean, they got, they got everything you could ask for in a group of five school facilities. Uh, obviously Texas, good recruiting ground. Um, so I like North Texas. All right. Uh, Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to go as far as the favorite. I think they have so much coming back in uh, San Antonio with Frank mm-hmm. Harris, Sakari Franklin. I mean, their offense is absolutely loaded. And I mean, if you can, you know, you can put up points and you got your key guys coming back. I, I have them winning conference U- USA. Um, I think it's going to be them and UAB in the championship for a little repeat action. And then, uh, but my dark horse, if they can kind of put it together, I mean, I'm a huge, uh, Charlotte 49er fan. I think Chris mm-hmm. Reynolds coming back. He's got a lot of experience. They got a lot of good receivers coming back mm-hmm. as well. They got a new D coordinator. Hopefully, maybe you know help that defense out a little bit. I could see them making a run. They got a little tough schedule, um, but I, I could. It wouldn't shock me if they were in, in the running. So yeah, so that was my dark horse, uh, Charlotte 49ers. Like you said, they have some receivers coming back, new D coordinator. Um, hopefully, they can kind of tie up some ends there. But I think I think UAB is going to win it all. I know everyone's kind of high on UTSA because they had that great run last year, and I think UTSA is still going to be pretty good. Um, but I just think UAB they have that great running attack. Um, you know they got a Baylor transfer, Jacob Zen, uh, Zeno, and probably has probably with the best linebacking core in the yeah. entire conference. So I really like the Blazers this year and how about them just you know their football program gets canceled and then when they came back they didn't miss a beat like yep. it was i mean it was a shame what happened to them but I, they just they came back with some fire and they're they're a great squad to kind of root for that's another one that's done a pretty good job getting the city of birmingham in and obviously probably the hardest state you, I mean, you got two of the, of the giants mm-hmm. you're competing with, yeah, and yeah. then you're in the biggest city in the state. They've done a really good job getting that city to back them. Yeah, and I, I love Coach Bill Clark up there. I think he's done just a fantastic job. Kind of surprised somebody else hasn't picked him up yet, but uh, I love the job that he's done at UAB while he's there. Uh, for my winner for the conference, I have UTSA. Uh, that was it's just, yeah, I mean, meet <laughs> me, right? Uh, the Roadrunners, it's just – 
they, they were such a good team last year. And, I, you know, they lose Sincere McCormick. They pick up a, a great running back transfer from Arkansas and Traylon Smith. Uh, so I, I don't think they'll miss too much there, especially with Frank Harris and what I think is probably one of the best receiving cores yeah. uh, in the conference uh, with uh, with Joshua Cephas, Zachary Franklin, and uh, uh, Corian, uh Clark. So you look at, at what UTSA has on offense, and I just think they're going to be tough to, to knock off the, the top. Uh, I do have UAB finishing too, and Matt, like you talked about, I think this uh, UNT team – you know, so much yep. momentum coming from from a 2021 season where they started terribly, were ready to fire their coach, and then they rattle off five straight wins all of a sudden. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, you pick up uh, Grant Gunnell uh, in the transfer portal, who was a, a really solid quarterback at, at Memphis and Arizona. Uh, so we'll see. You know, I, I don't know if he'll end up being the starter. I think Austin on. Yeah, he, the... he had a good year last year on, did. Yeah, so um, but uh, I don't know. They, I don't think they've named. I don't think they've named a starter just yet. So, and I mean, you know, a little competition never hurts, right? Yep. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but I think North Texas will be uh, competitive there in uh, Conference USA this year. Mean green, uh, baby. I'll say this too: I got an opportunity, me and Tyler, to uh, tour UTSA's facilities and meet a bunch of the guys there and the staff and. I mean, they just – they have a confidence about themselves, and that's honestly one of the reasons why I, I went with them again. They are all bought in. The town is bought in. Trailer has done a phenomenal job down there of just galvanizing the whole program, the city. And he's basically like, if, you, if you're in San Antonio and you're not wearing Roadrunner gear, like, get just go somewhere he, else. He will stop you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the thing about Trailer, too, is, I mean, he's a Texas high school football coach, so he has yeah. a lot of the connections in state. That helps him a ton with recruiting. Uh, and – I mean, I, you know, as long as he's there at UTSA, I see them doing pretty well. And, yep. you know, from going to not having a program back when I was playing ball to now the fact that they're about to be in, in the American, I mean, it's it's been a uh, pretty swift climb for the Roadrunners, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to continue in 2022. Absolutely. Um, Jeff, where are we going next? What conference? Your pick. Let's go to the MAC. Let's go MAC, baby. I love it, baby. mac yeah. Gotta love Tuesday night matching. Um, all right, Jeff, uh, kick us off. So I think that NIU is going to repeat. I think they have so much mm-hmm. coming back. Rocky Lombardi had a great year last year. He's only going to get better. Um, and I just, I just love their coaching staff. They just done a great job at getting everyone to buy in. Uh, Sprouse, I'm sure he'll he'll tell you he got a chance to actually go up there and, and tour that and meet yep. meet a bunch of people and. I just think that they've done a great job at kind of building that program um, up there. Uh, as far as a dark horse goes, I, I don't know. I think they're still a few years away, um, but I really do like Bowling Green. I think they're going to be better than they have in the past. I just think their schedule is it's just brutal, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. So look out for Bowling Green to make a little bit of noise. Maybe knock off a team you might not expect um, that they wouldn't beat. Um, so I came into this year thinking central Michigan was going to be the team out of the Mac, but looking what they lost with the transfer portal, especially on defense, they lost a lot. They lost a lot. And I think Northern Illinois, like you were saying, Jeff, I think that's going to be your clear favorite Rocky Lombardi who has kind of reinvented himself a little bit after leaving Michigan state. Um, I think their only weakness really is the pass rush. Their pass rush wasn't that great last year, but they have everyone back 
almost everybody back on that defense. Yep. So just because they have a lot of guys back and they were good last year, I think they do. Um, I think they win the conference. As far as dark horses go, I th- I really like Miami of Ohio. I think this is a fun offense to watch. Brett Gabbert, I think, is a name a lot of people are going to know by the end of the year. Um, they do lose a lot on defense. I think it is going to be Northern Illinois' conference to lose. But I watch out for the Red Hawks. I, I really think that they're going to be a fun team to watch during the week. I'm right, uh, there with you. I'm right there with you, Jake. Uh, I think that's going to be the MAC championship game. I think NIU repeats. Um, but I'll tell you the real, the biggest weekend in the MAC, October 8th, you have Toledo at NIU and you have Kent State at Miami. So that's your, there's your, there's your conference championship weekend, October 8th. Mm-hmm. And I really think the winner of that Toledo NIU game is, is going to win it all. I think I'm going NIU strictly because i'm biased and i talked to coach hammock for a minute uh but but i think both toledo and niu are typically the mac we always talk about it everybody wins like six or seven games the entire conference last year niu and western michigan both finished the year with eight wins one of them won the conference and one of them finished last in the conference um i think this year you're going to see niu and toledo separate themselves i think those are both nine or ten win teams um dark horse yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I kind of like Central Michigan as a as a dark horse. Uh, I mean, Lou Nichols is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, they did lose. I think they lost their five leading tacklers. But I think McElwain is. We talked about it on our little Mac preview show. McElwain's. I mean, yeah, he did his little stint in the Power Five. I think he realized he's happy being somewhere where they're not going to fire him for going nine and three. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be steady for a minute. Nice. Yeah, uh, so one thing I want to talk about, obviously, Kent State, you know, uh, coming out of the East last year, they had a great squad. Uh, they're a non-conference schedule this year. They go, <laughs> they start the season on the road at Washington, who Washington isn't the best uh, Power 5 school, but they're playing a 10.30 Eastern kickoff. So, so they've got the, the Pac-12 after dark kick there. Then they go to Norman and play at Oklahoma. They get LIU at home, and then they go to Georgia and play at Sanford Stadium. Girl. So lots of money, tough again, lots of money. New locker room coming soon. That's a tough yeah. schedule for your, <laughs> your returning uh, Mac East champions. But uh, like you guys said, I like Miami of Ohio a lot out of the East. Uh, I just think NIU with 17 starters returning, uh, Rocky Lombardi is going to be just. It's it's tough to beat a team that won it last year and won it convincingly uh, in the title game. So, uh, you know, Dark Horse, I also had Central Michigan circled. Uh, They're replacing, I think, their two offensive tackles. Uh, So that's going to be a bit of an issue as well. Uh, But I I just – I really like NIU in the conference this year and can't wait to get some uh, midweek action going. That's right. Can't wait. Jay, uh, you're – Pick the next conference. I already know what you're going to pick, but pick them. Yeah, you know where I'm headed. Mountain Best, baby. Yes, Mountain sir. Best. All right. All right, Jay, kick us off. Who do you got? All right. So for my winner in the conference, uh, good old option football. I'm taking Air Force to win the Mountain West. Uh, oh, this team is just, I mean, you get 15 starters back. Uh, the, the running attack, obviously, you know, with an option squad, they're going to be able to run the ball, but. 
I mean, what they did last year was just incredibly impressive, and and I don't see them taking any steps back this year. Uh, for my dark horse, I have Colorado State. Mm. And, and Jake, this is Ooh, something yep. that I've talked yep. about quite a bit. Uh, anytime you poach a coach from within conference, right, you get Jay Norvell from Nevada who had a great, great uh, season last year. It, it's, I think, and this was the hot take that I gave, was that Colorado State is more committed to football than the University of Colorado is uh, right <laughs> now. And I, I think that Colorado State's going to be able to do some states recruiting in-state that are going to put them on the map. Uh, obviously, Colorado isn't as much of a recruiting hotbed as a Texas or a, a Florida or the Southeast, but there's there's still some prospects coming out of there. And uh, I just think Colorado State's a team to watch. But you, you look at this conference, and it's it's one of my favorite conferences to watch for a reason because it's always super competitive. Uh, obviously Boise is the program that most people are going to look at from here, but San Diego state, Fresno state, Utah state are all solid programs. And I mean, you look at San Jose state has taken a big step up as a program as well. So there's a, there's a lot to love out there. And I also want to keep an eye on UNLV. They did some good things in the transfer portal. And I think they'll take a step forward. And that's, uh, that's one of the bigger recruiting hotbeds out of there too, with, uh, a big high school in Bishop Gorman that a lot of recruits coming out of, they're able to kind of sneak in and poach some of the guys that the bigger schools aren't going after. Uh, but I, I can't wait for this Mountain West season. I think it's going to be a fantastic year in the conference and looking forward to seeing uh, that option game from Air Force take the title. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt. Jay, I echo every word you just said, my friend. Um, first, I want to talk about UNLV. Uh yeah, their Vegas, uh, their win totals, I think probably two and a half, I think it is. I think they go over for sure. I think Ooh. that's going to be one of those schools that the transfer portal helps immensely. I think you're going to see some kid from Bishop Gorman is going to go all the way east to go play at Clemson or something like that, and they're going to hate their life, and they're going to go right back to a place they wanna go, they're going to want to go back home, and that's where UNLV is going to come in. Yeah, Air Force, fun fact, before I went to Middle Tennessee, I did – attend air force for two years so i'm completely oh. biased but i think this is the year they get over the hump i think they win the commander in chiefs trophy i think they win the conference i think that they win double digits um they got potential to be the group of five rep in the new year six i really do mm -hmm. all 22 starters on offense and defense are either seniors or juniors every single one of them air force and and the other academies are not going to have any for the most part, transfer portal is not going to affect them because you can't leave after the second year, and you can't come in. So the team they had last year, they just grow up, and they got mm -hmm. Daniels coming back. They got Brad uh, Brad Roberts coming back. They're gonna they're gonna be dominant. Um, I give you. I think that they're gonna. I went back and forth on this. I think Fresno and San Diego State are both going to be really good um, in the West. I think San Diego State is going to be the one this year i think all they were missing last year was a quarterback and they got burmeister to transfer um so i think san diego state's defense is going to be really good and then i think an air force san diego state conference championship game is going to be like 12 to 9 <laughs> and be incredible football it's going to be a short one yeah just ground and pound um jeff who do you got fresno state bulldogs jay caner's back Jalen Cropper's back. They got Jeff Tedford as a quarterback guru. 
an offensive just insane mind. I think that their offense is just going to be off the charts this year. And I think that Oregon State comes to them. I think they win that game, and I'm saying that they're going to win at SC this year. And they're going to be the top team to watch coming out of the Mountain West. I just I just love them. I'm a California kid. Uh, grew up there, and then before I went to Middle Tennessee. So I always kind of got a soft spot for the Mountain West and the West Coast teams. I think San Diego State's going to be really good, too, with that transfer coming in. It really was the piece that they're missing. Um, but I'm with – Jay, I'm with you. I think Colorado State is going to be the dark horse. That coaching staff, especially Matt Mummy, the offensive coordinator, we're actually getting a chance to interview him uh, again. We interviewed him last year while he's at Nevada, but we're interviewing him uh, this week for our show. And that guy's just – I mean – he knows what he's doing on offense. So I think that they're going to put up a lot of points. Now whether their defense can can hold up against some of these high-power offenses is going to be, you know, we're going to wait and see. But I go Fresno State to win it. Colorado State's the dark horse. Hey, if I may, Jake, um, sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're fine. Uh, just because nobody mentioned it. Utah State is not going to drop off that yeah. much. I just think these yeah. other guys are going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. Um so Utah State, we're not snubbing you. Don't I don't be in the DMs telling us, you know, we know you're good. Shout out to Mike I do have Jane. love for my fellow Aggies. <laughs> there you go. Listen, my my first line out of my notes is everyone's going to be talking, or a lot of people talking about Boise. That's always your favorite out of the mountain, or the out of the mountain division. But Utah State is still going to be set up to have a pretty good year. Um, yep. But I agree with Jay and Matt. It's Air Force, man, out of the mountain division i think they're going to win the entire conference you have 15 starters back daniels and roberts in the backfield for that triple option that flex bone triple option attack um i love the falcons to win it all i do think they'll face fresno state in the championship game um it's going to come down to fresno and san diego state like pretty much everybody has said here out of that uh west division um but i think fresno state beats san diego hayner's back the only thing is the offensive line has to get better. He was sacked, I think, 25 yeah. times last year. Um, the defense, I think, should be better. They return more than half of the guys. But I really love this Air Force team. I'm going to be watching them every chance I get um, going with the Falcons. Man, and we didn't even we didn't even talk about Craig Bowl in Wyoming. I mean, this this is a oh, great oh, conference. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, so good. I I love Mountain West football. I, I just I thought I was about to have them. such a hot take with Air Force right there. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, yeah, three, three, three of the guys. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, but hey, is it, is no. it uh, T- Timmy Chang's at in Hawaii, Hawaii now? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he is. is. Timmy yeah, Chang's former Hawaii, Rainbow yeah. Warrior. Uh, the Todd Graham experience did not go well in Hawaii. I, uh, <laughs> never mind. Don't don't get me started on Todd Graham. <laughs> Todd, oh, I hate Todd Graham. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right let's go let's go to the fun belt let's go to yes, the sir. fun belt um all right so i have a bunch of different teams here um i i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be app state i think app state's gonna be your winner uh chase bryce and this offense i think takes a big step forward um the receivers they kind of lose a little bit not great but i think offensive line play is going to be significantly better um, they lose some in the secondary, but I do think they've had some defensive backs who have had enough playing time. Really good pass rush that I think is going to really help them. And the leader there, uh, Trey Cobb, is coming back. So I do like the Mountaineers there. Um, I, and again, this isn't more of a dark horse, but Marshall, App State, and Coastal 
are going to have, I think, this great rivalry. And then I think James Madison, too, thrown in there. Again, we were talking about regional, how region yep. uh, re, re, is regionality a word? I'm going <laughs> to use it. it. Region, regionality, yeah. how regionality really helps a, uh, a conference. But no, I, I really like App State. Um, Coastal's going to be really good. You got Grayson McCall. Um, but I just think the problem with Coastal is their defense. They lose a lot. They lose the the mullet guys. Um, <laughs> but I think I think Coastal will be good. good but App State's just going to be better. And, and hey, don't forget about ULL. I think they win the West, even though they lose uh, uh, Billy Napier. But but no, I know I mentioned like four teams, but I like I like App State there. Uh, going to let's go to Matt. Yeah, I think App State's the favorite overall. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, the, the Sun Belt East is is awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. and James Madison, they might come in and just wreck house, or they might they might struggle. We know, we don't know, but in a couple years they're going to be really good. They'll be just like App State, come in right away mm-hmm. and start winning. Uh, Georgia Southern, I think, give them a couple of years uh, with Helton to. You're going to have to replace that whole option style on the, on the O-line, the skill, the skill guys, it'll be tough. They did get a quarterback transfer, uh, Vantries from Buffalo, so he should he should do okay. Um, but in the West, I don't know where Mer- I don't know where Jeff's going to go you on this. You already know where I'm going. I, so. I think I know where you're going to go, so I'll, I'll leave it alone. Um, Dark Horse, for me, is Troy. I think oh, that okay. the Trojans' defense is going to be so unbelievable. They're just going to freaking give every – everybody is going to hate playing Troy this year. I mean, Carlton Marshall, he's undersized, but that guy's a tackling machine. We we were at their spring game standing, so we, we got to stand on the sideline. And their their DN, Javon Solomon, like he didn't play. He was in street clothes. And like, so we're just talking to the coaches or you know, who's who's who, whatever, whatever. And both me and Jeff looked at each other. We said, Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> who the hell like, is that? Oh yeah, that's that's Solomon. And we're like, Yeah, he was he, massive. He looks the part. Like, looks like an he, NFL guy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like we're thinking, okay, who's the next? You know, Demarcus Ware, and we're like, oh, there he is. It's that guy. <laughs> Whoever that is, that's him. But uh, and they got they they're they got a quarterback transfer uh from Utah, I think it was. Um, so hopefully their offense can just be. I mean, all they got to do is, I mean, score twenty points. I think is that I is think. that where Brewer ended up? Is nah, that, is that Charlie Brewer? Kind of thing. I, I, I off the top of my head, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but yeah, I just think I don't know. I, like Louisiana is still going to be really good, but I just think they lost a ton. I, I like just losing the head coach and just losing. Like it was like last year was their year, and that was that was going to be what was going to happen. And then I think they lose some momentum with Napier leaving, and then I, even though it doesn't really make sense. Brian Kelly going to LSU like takes some momentum, I think, away from Louisiana. Also, um, they lost a couple. They lost a lot of the staff to Florida with Napier. They lost a lot of players to Florida with Napier. Um, and then I just think Troy is going to be really good. And I, I and I'll let Jeff give you the other team in the West that I think is going to be a problem because I know where he's going with it. All right, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm with you guys. I think App State is the favorite to win it just because of the consistency they have in their staff. You know, all the all the guys they got coming back on offense, um, especially Chase Bryce. Uh, I think Coastal has a shot. Anytime you have a quarterback like McCall, 
I mean, he can. That's the type of guy that can win you games that you're not supposed to win. So I'm never going to count them out. Um, I echo everything Sproul said about Louisiana. I still think they're going to be good. I just think that when you lose that much, it's hard to replace it the following year. Um, but we got to spend a little time down in San Marcos. And let me tell you, <laughs> Texas State has something brewing, and it's yep. special. Yep. And if they can put it all together, and I think they got the missing piece that they didn't have last year in Lane Hatcher. So, I mean, those guys are one cohesive unit. We got to spend Friday night and all day Saturday with those guys, and it was a hell of a time. And they are they are about it. They are about their work. I mean, it was Saturday morning. You know, coaches were not there. We were touring the facilities, and the whole offense was on the field doing routes on air, throwing. Yep. I mean, and they were spinning it. They looked good. They got some receivers too, man. I mean, they got guys that just looked apart. And talking to Kyle Hergel, who's one of their starting offensive linemen, that, that's who kind of we worked with. We interviewed him. He kind of set up the whole trip for us. And uh, they're just blue collar, man. And I think I think they're going to be the team that comes out of the West. I really do. Jay? And uh, I actually have Texas State as my dark horse uh, <laughs> in the uh, Sun Belt. Obviously, a little bit of a, a connection there for me with Spavadol. He was offensive coordinator at A&M uh, nice. whenever I was playing there. Uh, but, you know, it, it's like what you said, man, that missing piece in, in uh, Lane Hatcher. Uh, I had that in my notes. Uh, their left tackle, Dalton Cooper, is uh, a stud. I think he's going to be uh, a key part of that. Uh, if they stay healthy on the offensive line, that's a team that I really like to compete. And you look at the games they lost last year in conference, and, and they were hanging tough with folks. It's not Close. like they were getting blown out in conference. So, I, you know, if, if Hatcher is that guy that, that gives the next step to that program, I mean, look out. Look out for the Bobcats. I have App State winning the conference. Uh, nothing that hasn't been said by everyone else already. You know, it's it's a very powerful, powerful team. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm terrified for my Aggies whenever App State comes to town, just because of of what the Mountaineers are able to do uh, historically. But uh, I, I really do like App State to win the Sun Belt. But I, I'm I'm with Jeff. I think Texas State's going to be the team coming out of the West. Dude, so so Dalton Cooper, so all the skill guys were throwing routes, and Kyle Hergel, first of all, if you've seen that guy, that dude was in there like. I don't know what he was doing, like bicep curls with like the 65s. But like Dalton Cooper was out there dragging the sled, just like marching around the field while the whole <laughs> while yeah. the receiver, like those dudes are just, they're big, man. I mean, they, they are, yeah, I'm with you on old Texas State for sure. Well, um, and I think the with with everything that uh, Louisiana lost, there's the West is just so wide open right now. Yep. Uh, Arkansas State's going to be another team. You know, obviously with Butch Jones last year, they struggled 210, but uh, I think they're going to take a step forward. Uh, it, it could be a, a really interesting year. Looks like we lost Jeff. Hopefully he gets back. Yeah, he he texted me and said his computer crashed. That's good. Oh, I know well. everything he's going to say. I'll just pretend I'm not. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we are um, we are moving to the American then next. Yeah. Huh? Well, the last really we quick. Left. There we go. He's back in. So, right. um, no, you're all good, Jeff. Um, so before we move on to the the American, I did mention Marshall. Marshall, I think, is the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the Sun Belt. I love Rasheen Ali and Corey Gamage. Offensive lines is a little shaky. I love their coach Charles Huff, um, but I just feel like this team can 
beat anybody, but then they can lose to anybody. Like when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's awful. Um, so I just think they're a they're a sneaky team that I think can upset anybody, but can also get got by. Um, I, I'm kind of interested to see what uh, Southern Miss does coming into the conference too. I think they could shake things up. That's a that's a program that has a lot of history. Obviously, they haven't been good lately, but uh, historically, I mean, you know, back when someone was at at Houston, Southern Miss upsets uh, Houston in the Conference USA Championship to mm-hmm. kind of spoil that perfect season. And they've had some good teams down there in Hattiesburg. Yeah, Southern Miss, like you said, they have a ton of history, and I feel like if they're gonna, if they can win some games and get to that eight win threshold. I feel like that community is really going to come back and come together. And that place was like early two thousands. That was a tough place to play, you know, and I think they could really get back to that too. If they win, if they win some games, Um, but let's move to the American kind of that, the, the conference that has been kind of the premier, the face of the group of five, um, the American here, uh, Jay, uh, start us off. All right. Uh, well, as somebody who lives in the city of Houston and has seen the program a bit, I, I do have Dana Holgerson squad as, uh, my projected winner for the American athletic conference. Uh, you know, you have Clayton Toon coming back. It's, uh, it's going to be an improved defense as well, which is not something that we're used to saying with Houston, but, uh, I, I just think that with everything that Cincy lost, they'll still be very tough. I just don't see them winning the conference again. Uh, I think Houston's going to be uh, right there. Obviously, Tulsa's a team to watch just because they're a lot like Northwestern in the Big Ten where they just play everybody tough. Uh, obviously, it's a different approach. Tulsa's going to be more of an offensive squad. Uh, but uh, for my dark horse, I have – Eastern Carolina. Uh, I think that, you know, the Pirates looked so good at certain points last year. I mean, they played South Carolina really tough. They played App State really, really tough. And I expect them to take another step forward this year. I mean, they get their quarterback back. Uh, It's, and this is another one of those teams that has caused problems in the past for other, for opponents uh, in the, in the power five conferences. Uh, East Carolina has a history of being a good program, but they fell off. Uh, <clears throat> and now we'll see. I mean, Greenville can get after it. And, and you know, if, if East Carolina can get the same kind of support for this football program that they get for their baseball program, mm-hmm. I, I think you'll see something special happening uh, over there for the Pirates. So I, I have them circled as my dark horse. Uh, I think they could give, could give a few teams a run for their money in conference. You know, East Carolina, that, that's another team that I feel like if they get a couple wins under the belt, that that stadium is bananas. I think it's an underrated, a very underrated home field advantage. Those people are tailgate like they I don't want to say tailgate like animals, but they, they they're they're like Buffalo like I mean Buffalo they Bills call their baseball the stadium the jungle, so yeah. yeah. They you own know, it. They own it. Yeah. Like they're if, it's it's if they it's, play um yeah. If, if they play NC State, like, if they just play them tough, I don't even think they have to win that game. Mm-hmm. But if, if NC State comes there and 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 beats them pretty good, I think that's going to hurt some momentum for the rest of the year. But if they just play them tough, 
like y'all said, that stadium is going to be brutal for some of these mm-hmm. American teams to go into. Yeah, they're, they're, their fans are pretty hostile too, especially when that stadium is packed. Um, I still have Cincy winning the division. I love this team in the trenches. They have uh, pretty much their entire offensive line is back. Um, I, on defense, same thing. This is a team that's going to win in the trenches. Uh, they they lose Ritter. They, they lose one of their bigger targets. But I just think that they have enough coming back. And with Houston's problems on defense, I know, Jay, you, you think – I know you're a believer that the defense is going to be better. Um, you know, it could be. I mean, but, they took a, a big step under Belk last year, but we'll, mm, we'll see. I, I still like. I still really like Cincinnati. I do like the East Carolina pick, though. I do think they're going to be a dark horse, and I think they're going to be a really tough out. Um, but I do – it's going to be Cincinnati versus Houston. Like, those are going to be your two top teams – um, I just I just like Cincinnati in the trenches a lot more and their ability to kind of close out games. But uh, let's go to Jeff. Tune up the band. Houston wins it all. American Conference. <laughs> I think with all the firepower they got coming back on offense, I do think the defense is going to be a little bit better. I think Cincinnati's got a QB problem right now. I think I don't think they know who the guy is. I think it's going to be Ben Bryant, the transfer yeah. from Eastern Michigan. Um, but that's, you know, that's up for debate. And anytime you don't really have your guy going into the season and if they try and do some type of two quarterback system, I I think it just makes it extremely tough and they're (laughs) going to say the old adage, (laughs) say it, Jay, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I do think it's going to be those two in the, in the championship game. Um, but I think Houston takes it all. ECU was my dark horse as well, so I'll skip them. I think UCF's going to be really good. Um, uh, what's that running back? Bowser. He's a yeah, he's Bowser's a bruiser, a man. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be tough. Um, so look out for UCF. They could make a run and, and possibly get into the championship game as well. But Houston to win it all. Yeah, I think I think Ben's going to be the guy. But that young kid, uh, Evan Prater, yeah. we might see a little bit of him. But we 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 will have to see figure that out you know by week one week two, but Matt, who do you have in the American? I uh, got Houston over Cincinnati. Um, I think Tune and Tank Dell are going to be setting records this year. Um, Cincinnati, I th- again, I still think they win nine or ten games. I just mm. I just think they're they lose they lose so much just so much NFL talent like all American talent. It's just it's tough. Um, I think UCF, you know, I, I think their problem is the same thing. They got two quarterbacks, um, and nobody really knows what they're going to do. My dark horse, are you guys ready for this? This team is going to upset UCF. Rivalry weekend, the South Florida Bulls. I am all in on the Bulls right <laughs> The now. war for I-4. The war on I-4. Yeah, they got 19 starters coming back, I think. Problem is they got to play Florida and BYU early. Um and then this conference is just tough, but I, I mean, I, I think that's a six or seven win team, um, and mm. I think Vegas has them at four and a half. So I think I, I think they, I think they're on the rise. They got a new indoor being built right now. I think Coach Scott's building something over there. And then you know, once these UCF, Houston, Cincinnati leave the American, South Florida might climb back to prominence like they were, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. My, my problem with South Florida, and I know, I don't know where they're going to put it, but they got to get their own stadium. I they got to, they got to get out of Raymond James. It just, and I bet you guys feel the same way Jay and I feel about it, but 
when you play at an NFL stadium, it's just not the same. It doesn't have the same feel like when you have your own, it doesn't matter if there's less seating, you know, sometimes that's better. So you get more of that atmosphere, but yeah, I just, they got to get out of Raymond James. They have to have their own. um, They got to have their own stadium. Yeah, I agree. I I tell you what though, uh, we talked about Houston. How about that game to kick off the season for the Cougs at UTSA? I mean, that's that's one of my favorite group of five matchups to see early in the season. Yeah. Uh, And then obviously Cincinnati uh, playing Arkansas. That'll be another fun matchup Mm -hmm. to see. Uh, But I I cannot wait because the UTSA fans, when you you ask them about that game, they are fired up. They are. Mm -hmm. They cannot wait for that matchup to take place. See, there's one that the that the you know it's not really an NFL stadium, but that the off-campus larger stadium is gonna is gonna be helpful because that mm-hmm. place they're gonna have fifty something thousand in there, yeah. and the and dome it, is gonna be rocking. Yep, yep. Right. So it's gonna be cranked up for sure. Oh, it's gonna be louder in the dome. I think we'll learn a lot about um, Houston after that game with their defense going up against UTSA. UTSA's yep. you know kind of been more of an offensive power in the group of five. I think we're going to learn a lot about Houston's defense. Are they going to be able to step up to the occasion if they can kind of keep the road runners at bay? But no, that is that's that's one of the best games of week one. Was it week one, right? Yeah, yeah, week yeah. One. Circle it on your calendars. That's where game um, day should be going, but they won't be. So no, no one's taking Temple as their dark horse. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so I'm a, I don't want to say I'm a Philly guy. I grew up in like near Scranton. So like I'm two hours away from Philly and it's cool tonight. Like when Temple was good, those two years, like it was kind of cool, like rooting for Temple, but man, it's been bad. It's, it's not good. Um, but anyway, all right. So we're going to switch gears here. We're going to go into vital information, uh, Matt for Matt and Jeff. Uh, these are one, two word answers. Um, kind of let the audience know a little bit about you. Um, so we're starting off. We're I think not we too know. strict on it. If you do want to go into more detail, you're definitely. Oh yeah. To. Yeah. Yeah. I think I already know this answer uh, from, for both of you guys, but uh, favorite, favorite team to root for. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. yeah middle Tennessee yeah. for sure. Middle Tennessee. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, that's usually my first, that's usually the, the first question. Okay. Uh, first, football player you ever liked like your first favorite player Emmett Smith Ooh, that's a good one when I was real little then yeah. I got a bunch <laughs> Zach <laughs> Thomas I Zach Thomas is who I oh, grew up loving and I'm then college fan. ranks yep we're back Dolphins are yep. back it's gonna be like 1972 this year <laughs> Tua is leading the way listen oh uh, they, they they have it's to the point. It's it's the it's the meme, the Malcolm in the Middle meme with Dewey. Like, uh, I expect nothing, and I'm still disappointed these last twenty some years. But God, I hope so. Give me when like I want happened. the my I want to care about football on Sunday. Give like, me I a home to. playoff game. That's it. Yeah, that's all I want. Give me a, just give me a playoff win. Before we let these guys get win. too too deep into Dolphins talk, Jeff, yeah. who do you have for your your uh, first Jeff. favorite player? My first favorite player uh, would have to be – I'm going to go Rich Gannon and Tim Brown. I'm going to go kind of a duo wow. because uh, I'm a big Raider fan, and mm-hmm. uh, I've started throwing sidearm because that's what Rich Gannon was Rich slinging Gannon. the sidearm. 
So uh, it's going to be fun to watch the Raiders win the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be pretty incredible. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> we got the we got okay. the best. We got the Fresno good. State connection. Back Two group of five guys. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh man, um, favorite season in college football. Ooh. So um, it can be like like for for example, like I'm a Penn State guy. Um, 2016 was a, a lot of fun. Uh, 2005 was a lot of fun for me. So those are the two. The, the 2007 think. season is just a fan of college football in general is the one. We yeah. 2007, a lot of college football fans say, but you personally, what do you, what would you say is your favorite season? Yeah, I was leaning that 07 year. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually at the, I was on a visit to Florida Atlantic when South Florida came to Lockhart stadium at number three in the country. <laughs> And like the stadium was about to collapse. It was like, it was, it was ridiculous. But, uh, man, I, honestly, other than that, I'll say last year was awesome. I mean, we got to go to so many places we would have never mm-hmm. got to go to. So, yeah. How about you, Jeff? Yeah. And actually, I, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember what year it was, but it was 07 as well. But because of Hawaii, Colt Brennan and Devon yeah. Bess, I idolized Colt Brennan. I mm-hmm. love that dude. That was right when I was graduating high school, going into junior college. So, like, I had the little half sleeves, visor, Oakley visor. So that was like, and then they got smacked in the in the Cotton Bowl, but they had a good season. That 07 year, you had Kansas, you had Kansas, Missouri, West Virginia getting upset at the end of the year. Um, yep. You had, you know, South Florida was real good. Um, Rutgers you had was a, up there for a little Rutgers, bit. Yeah. Rutgers, yeah, that was the Rutgers year. <laughs> I think so, yeah, Wake oh, won oh, the was, ACC, I think, didn't they? Didn't Wake Forest win the ACC? I think they were up Maybe. there if they didn't. Yeah. yeah. So it was just Jeez. that it's just it was literally literally the year of chaos, you know. And then who won the national title? Was it was it LSU? I think it was LSU. LSU I think it was LSU. Yeah. LSU with Saban. Uh no, that was Miles yeah. at that Miles, point. Miles, that was Miles, yeah. LSU and Miles. Um yeah, all right, favorite LSU. LSU. Uh <laughs> favorite college football game. Wow. Um, I mean, just in man, that's so, tough. See, I feel I'll like give an you example. guys are for, for me personally. I mean, in 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 my career, it was the Chick Fil A Bowl 2013 against Duke. Uh, when when we kind of came back, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was my first start. That was your coming out party. Nice. Getting man. getting to be in that game. Obviously, there wasn't a lot of defense, and as a defensive lineman, uh, that was kind of you know not the best uh, showing, but it was still just an incredible game. Making a comeback like that, that place, that game will always have just something for me. See, yeah. usually we get we usually we get people with like strong bias, so like they have like what their team has done. Like, yeah. so that's, but I feel like you guys are pretty, you guys are pretty neutral. You guys kind of keep the bias, the bias yeah. trying to, check trying, to trying to, to stay neutral. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you guys, can you guys think of one? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, and this will be not necessarily group of five related. I met Devin Hester's mom right before the, I believe they played Louisville on like a Friday night okay. and Louisville was like kind of, kind of beating them pretty good and then hester like housed like three punt returns in the second half and they came they came back and won that game and it was cool because hester's mom there's like a little trolley bus that that 
you park in the you park in the hood at the old Orange Bowl, and then there's like a trolley that rides you to the stadium. And there's this lady, she's like decked out in uh, in Miami gear, and we're like, oh, you know, I guess we know who you're rooting for. And she's like, oh, well, my son's on the team, and we're like, okay, you know, probably some nobody. And she's like, his name's Devin. Like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> Pretty. Are you aware that he's pretty good? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was a pretty good one for me growing up. All right, cool. All right, how about you, Jeff? I'll have to go. Uh, we played, in as much as I hate Tennessee with all my all my heart, we played at Neyland Stadium my junior year. And just being on the field, like, mm-hmm. in a game, and it wasn't sold out, but, I mean, it was – I mean, there was – it had to 70, be 80,000. 70, yeah. 80 there. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing, like, you got Man- Peyton Manning, you know, his little – sign up there Rachel. like all these legends that came through there and just kind of be i felt like a gladiator in the coliseum back uh back in the roman days so that was a pretty cool i have to say that's probably my, my favorite game cool best uniforms i i like more bias here i love air forces like stealth uh mm-hmm. like stealth whatever they call it uh yep. uniform they wear when they play exactly navy what you're talking about yep all the that's all the one. academy you know, when they play each other, they were, they were cool uniforms. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, I've always loved San Diego state's helmets. Oh, yes. Yep. So I'm going to go with the Aztecs. We always thought we, whenever we talk about uniforms and helmets, San Diego state's always yep. comes up. That's a good one. Um, best tradition in college football. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Tennessee fans throwing golf balls at, at opposing <laughs> coaches. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh man. Uh, no, nah, you gotta you gotta like you gotta like uh Virginia Tech and her Sandman, yeah. I think is probably probably one of the tops. And her Sandman's really good. That was one of the ones that I was gonna I was gonna say too. Um man. I'm gonna go I mean Clemson's I mean say what it is. When they pull in on the bus and get off, and like that's that's pretty epic. Twenty-five Sounds most exciting uh, seconds. In Georgia Southern's uh, yellow school bus deal is is awesome, actually. And Chad um, Lunsford, um, God bless him, that that he was so good at it, getting off yeah. the bus with the steel chair and everything. Mm-hmm. He, that was tight. I'm I'm sad they got the uh, was it the offensive lineman who got suspended for catching uh, the Gavin beer? Adcock. Gavin Adcock, he's a country <laughs> music star now. Y'all go support old Gavin. Yeah, what an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, you're on top of a school bus and somebody somebody throws you a beer. How yeah. do you not take you that have down to do it? Moment? You have to do it. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> um. All right. You since you guys are Middle Tennessee guys, best bar and best place to eat at Middle Tennessee. Is that a uh, there's really best bar. I mean, we always went to Gentleman Jim's. Um, you get a you get a big gulp of styrofoam, any liquor you want for like three bucks. Um, and then they would do what that sounds five, awesome. Yeah, like three three dollar pitchers on Tuesday nights. I think is what yeah. their deal was. Um, best restaurant. Um, uh, I'll let Jeff plug his own restaurant because he owns one. Um, oh. The, yeah, the, the but other than that, the, the Boulevard Bar and Grills is probably yeah. the best sports bar, and it's the most uh, Middle Tennessee friendly as well, right by campus too. Yeah, and then at bars, I'm gonna go. So they just closed because they're reopening it 
like on the square of downtown Murfreesboro. And I don't know if they're going to call it Whiskey Dicks again or not, but it's going to have a rooftop. But we would always go to Whiskey Dicks. That was a great place. Yeah. But the same owner who's moving the, the location. So maybe it'll be Whiskey Dicks again. And then Domenico's Italian Deli. If you want a so great good. sandwich, you're in Murfreesboro. Right. Stop in and see me. Awesome. We'll make sure we tag it too when we click this. Um, all right. One team that you hate. One team that you always seem to root for that's not your own team. I think I know who the hate may be. Yeah. <laughs> we have a hunch. <laughs> hate, hate Tennessee. We'll never, ever, ever root for them in any anything ever. Um, team, I love – I mean, I, I love Air Force, too. That's biased mm-hmm. also. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll go that way. All right. Uh, since you did Tennessee, I'm going to skip them. And let me just preface this. I actually <laughs> don't hate the team. I can't stand their fans. Exactly. They have the most exactly obnoxious fan base, I think, mm-hmm. in college football. Um, but I'm just kind of sick of Alabama. I'm just kind of tired of seeing them, tired of hearing about them. I mean, I respect Saban and everything he's done. I think he's a hell of a coach. But uh, I'm going to say I'm gonna say Alabama. And then uh, a team that I always catch myself rooting for, I always, I always root for San Jose State. I grew up 45 minutes from San Jose. So mm-hmm. if I ever catch a game, I, I, I always kind of pull for them. You know what? If if the COVID season, like, if that was just a normal season, I think San Jose State would have been, like, kind of the darlings of college football that year. I do. They had a, yeah. re- they had a really good squad. They really My did. guy Nick Starkle. Yeah. Yeah, Starkle, yeah. He was baby. an NM guy. Yeah, he was there for a little mm-hmm. while. All hey, right. That- so I don't know if y'all know the Tate Martell story with with Starkle and everything that I when so like when, Martell, it, but. when when Tate Martell was getting recruited, uh, he he committed to A and M because he said that he didn't see himself having a problem starting over any of the the quarterbacks <laughs> there. And the the thing was somebody mentioned Nick Starkle and he goes Starkle is ass, my dude, and it just became a whole. <laughs> A whole thing that just oh, took over God the internet, and A and M fans latched onto that. And so, obviously, with <laughs> he had a great I mean, career. I don't, yeah. I don't wish failure on anybody, but obviously, <laughs> Tate Martell's career did not go quite as well. I think he's a an entrepreneur is his listed career now. Mm. But that's always that's you know, always. Good. I mean, yeah. big Bitcoin guy probably. If you see A and M fans saying something about ass, my dude, just, just know that's where that comes from. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. I will say, I think I think Matt might be my new favorite follow. Hating Tennessee, hating Tennessee, and a Miami Dolphins fan. I think you you, you are slowly becoming Listen, my new favorite follow. Matt. The Dolphins. I'm t- I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That- they missed out on Tom Brady. They had their shot. They blew it. <laughs> no, dude. Bill Belichick purposely sent that text accidentally to Brian Flores. It opened up the whole investigation oh, yeah. just to one more time crap on the dolphins man oh yeah i'm listen i am a i am a believer in tua i am a part of two and on uh we, we got it we got it this year uh all right before this goes off the rails uh we're ending th- this episode with uh our top five this is going to be top five group of five teams this is a power ranking you can list um you don't have to keep it uh one to a conference if you want five american teams go for it um, probably not going to happen, but you can go for it. It is unlimited when it comes to 
uh, conference. So we're going to go around the horn. We're going to go five. Everyone's five. Everyone's four and so on and so forth. So a uh, point of information here. Is this uh, for this year, like ranking going into this season? Yes. Going into the okay. season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, going into 2022. <laughs> so I'm going to start this off. My number five is uh, App State. I said it before. I really like them to win the Sun Belt. Um, I think defensively, I think this team's going to be good. I, I think the Sun Belt is one of the most underrated conferences in all of college football. Love it. Um, I like App State as my number five. Uh, Matt, to you. Oh, man. Um, going into the year, I don't think it's going to finish this way, but give me Air Force at five. Is that Ooh, how okay. we're doing it, or am I supposed to yeah. go to four? No, no, no. no. You yeah, know, we, we got, all uh, give yeah. our five. Four, yeah, three, we all four. give our five, and then we go okay. to four. Uh, Jeff, I have App State as well. I think right. that they're they're going to be good. I think they're going to win the Sun Belt. Um, that's where I got them at. All right, Jay. My number five is Boise State. Uh, going to be runner up in conference to to Air Force, but I have them as the fifth best Group of Five team overall. All right. Uh, number four for me is Fresno, Fresno State, uh, which means you guys could probably guess who is ahead of them because I have Air Force beating them. But I do like Fresno State, love their offense. Jake Hayner is back. Defense should be a little bit better. Um, but I like Fresno State as my number four. Go back to Matt. Uh, I got App State at four. Nice. All right. Jeff. UTSA. Ooh, Roadrunners, baby. Nice. Jay. Me. Uh, I have App State as my number four as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, losing stuff, but still Chase Bryce, they're going to be a solid team. And I think you'll see that early and often from the Mountaineers. Yeah. Uh, number three for me, uh, Air Force. I, I I really love this team. I really do. This team has experience. Matt said it before. They got They have some maturity on that team all around the football. They have a bunch of dudes returning. I really love Air Force. Um, I love love the Falcons this year. Uh, Matt? Uh, yeah, three. And again, for the same reasons we all said, they're not going to finish this way. But I'm going to give Fresno to start the year the nod at three mm-hmm. ahead of Air Force. But that'll play itself out. All right. Jeff? I'm going to go Cincinnati at number three. Ooh. Okay. Oh, boy. Jay? I, I also have Cincinnati at number three. Mm. All right. Uh, number two, I have Houston. Great offense. I'm still a little wary about their defense, but uh, Tune. Tune had his last year. Everyone was talking about Tune. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be taken up a notch this year. Everyone's gonna know this kid. But no, I like Houston. Matt. Uh, number two, I got Cincinnati. Yeah. Jeff. Hashtag Hainer for Heisman. Fresno State Bulldogs, I think, are going to be really good. <laughs> All right. Jay. My number two is Air Force. Love it. I love that pick. Um, all right. My number one is Cincinnati. Um, I know they lose some of their big players, but I think they have enough coming back. Love this team in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line. Um, I like Bearcats to be your reigning group of five champion. Matt. Uh, gotta go Houston at number one. Um, I think they're just, they're gonna, they're gonna unseat Cincinnati. Um, I don't think that their non-conference is quite good enough to give them a playoff shot, but I do think they could potentially run the table this year. All right, Jeff, I got Houston as well. Cougars at number one. 
And Jay? I also have the Cougars at number one. Uh, still, I think <laughs> we all agreed that the group of five matchup of the year to start the season yeah. is going to be them at UTSA, at least in the state of Texas, for sure. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, again, the the strength of schedule isn't there for the playoff push. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that uh, that Texas Tech game in week two is going to be pretty fun, too. Uh, you have, oh, uh, yeah. That in Lubbock? It is in Lubbock. There's going to be in tortillas Lubbock. flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be um, good. Uh, listen, guys, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you. Uh, yeah 100 percent um you can follow group of five guys on twitter instagram and tiktok it's just at group of five guys um our podcast airs on youtube apple podcast spotify all the major podcast platforms and then you follow me at sprouse 68 i appreciate you guys having us man it was awesome yep where the, can they find you jeff at j murphy lee on twitter and at Domenico's Deli, Tennessee, right? Yes. Yep. My at God. Domenico's at Domenico's Deli. TN. Oh, don't we worry. Do have we, a, we will clip it. Oakland or Alameda, California location. That's the mothership. So, okay. Great. Um, listen, guys, thank you for coming on. Uh, love to do this again sometime. Uh, listen, Absolutely. we need more group of five representation. Um, but thanks. Thank you for coming on. And everybody listening, have a great week. Thank you, guys.